0: We're now going to have our Bible reading and Peter's going to come and read to us from Genesis chapter 12 and then from 1 Peter 3. Thank you, Peter. Well, good morning. I trust that God's word will prove a blessing to us this morning as well. So Genesis 12, 1 to 9 to start with. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and all the people they had acquired in Haran, And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram travelled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your offspring I will give this land so he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him from there he went on towards the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abraham set out and continued towards the Negev. And then from 1 Peter 3 and verse 15, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Do this with gentleness and respect. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: I wonder if you're feeling remotely blessed this morning. Hopefully you're feeling blessed being in this place, being able to worship in freedom together. Uh, We're blessed that the church is getting warmer by the day. Thanks Maggie for sorting the heating out. We're blessed we have in this country access to free health care at the point of need. We have a clean water supply, we have roofs over our heads, we have peace in our land we have a democratic political system. I'm sure for each of us as individuals we can count our own personal blessings. Thank you for those close to us in our families. Thank you for our friends. Thank you for our employment or for activities we're involved in in the wider community. Thank you for groups where we're able to meet with others. Thank you for for the freedom we have to travel, thank you for our health and our fitness. We may not all have all of those things, and inevitably, for each of us, there will be struggles, but we are still in a very privileged place, and we need to count our blessings. We're reminded, across this planet, there are around two billion people around the world who do not have access to clean and safe drinking water. Approximately 3.6 billion people, that's 46% of the world's population, lack adequate sanitation services. According to the United Nations, 648 million people live in extreme poverty. And 2 billion people live in conflict-affected areas. This week, once again, we've been faced with the horror of events in Gaza, the volatile political situation in the Middle East. We continue to be aware of what's going on in Ukraine in parts of Africa. Whatever challenges we might face, and I certainly don't want to belittle anything that anyone here might be facing, we must surely consider ourselves to be blessed. And so we're asking this morning what it might look like for those those of us who have been blessed to bless others. Because we have two options, don't we? We could recognise the privileges that we have and we could just pull up the metaphorical drawbridge and eat, drink and be merry and think only of ourselves and those close to us. Or we could open ourselves up to how God might want to use us to bless others. And so earlier on we're introduced to Abraham. Abraham was a wealthy livestock owner. He had a lot going for him. He was very capable, he was very established in the city of Ur. He had contacts, he had land. He lived in security, a life of stability. He built all those things up over many years. In material and relational terms, he was blessed. So why give all that lot up? Why put all that at risk? Well, basically, God came calling, and he chose to obey. Even though Abraham was 75 years old at this point in the story, his wife a few years older, and their best days were surely behind them, he was willing to respond to the call of God and God said to him, I will bless you and you will be a blessing sounds good doesn't it, we'll have some of that but God's call to Abraham was a demanding one one where he'd have to step out of his comfort zone and really trust God in a way he hadn't needed to up until that point it was no easy call He was called to a distant land, with God's promises echoing in his ears, promises to him and his offspring. The problem was, he didn't have any offspring. You're kidding, he must have thought. My wife's in her mid-80s, for goodness sake. There's no way she's going to bear a son to me at this advanced age. But many of us know the story. After a long wait and a bit of a false start, where... Abraham tries to do things his own way and becomes a dad through a slave girl. His wife bears him a son, Isaac. And God's promises begin to come to fruition. And he does indeed become a father of many nations and his offspring inherit the land. It's a story that tires you out just thinking about it. A man well past pensionable age, traipsing hundreds of miles with his elderly wife, his nephew and his entourage, with a promise hanging over him that seemed just so far-fetched and ridiculous. As we read in Genesis, there are plenty of scrapes along the way, and yet it's also a story of great blessing and provision. It's a crucial link in the chain in, in the Bible narrative from Adam through to Christ himself. But I don't know about you, but one of the questions I ask when I read stories like this is, What if he'd said no? Here's Abraham hearing the voice of God, go and I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. And surely Abraham could have just responded and said, no thanks, try someone else. I'm quite happy here. The money's coming in, I've got all these good relationships around me. Try someone else. Or maybe some of the other great Old Testament heroes of faith. What about Moses? where it's called by God, go and lead my people out of slavery. Moses could have responded, sorry, sounds too much like hard work, Lord. In fact, he did respond a bit like that to start with. But God won him over and he responded faithfully. Or to David, imagine God saying to him, you may be a youthful shepherd, but what about a spot of kingship? David responding, I think I'll pass on that one, thanks. I quite like the outdoor life. Me and politics don't really mix. Could they have said no? Well, they didn't. And men, and plenty of women too, responded in in obedience and experienced a great adventure with God. Their lives were greatly enriched. It wasn't always easy that they were blessed by God and in turn they were a blessing to others as they followed God's call on their lives. But there's a problem, isn't there? A story of this magnitude can seem somewhat distant to us, somewhat remote. Remote in terms of time, remote in terms of our own experience. The idea that all peoples on earth can be blessed through us is rather presumptuous. And overstated but the underlying message is the same firstly God wants to bless us he has blessed us and will continue to bless us he's blessed us with the very gift of life he's blessed us with this incredible planet which we've been thinking about over these last few weeks he's blessed us best of all with the gift of his son and his promises are for now and for all eternity Even if life isn't tickety-boo at this particular point of time, there is so much to give thanks for. Even in the midst of the very real struggles we may be facing. The sorts of struggles that can so easily cause us to look inward. To lose perspective. There's a prayer which was on a piece of paper folded up in the pocket of a fallen Confederate soldier. And the prayer on that piece of paper went like this. I asked God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn humbly to obey. I asked God for health that I might do greater things. I was given infirmity that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty, that I might be wise. I asked for power, that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness, that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all things, that I might enjoy life. I was given life, that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing that I asked for, but everything I had hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. I am among men most richly blessed. I wonder what those words must have meant to that individual as he went to the battlefield. I wonder what those words might say to us as we reflect on our own lives. God wants to bless us, has blessed us, will continue to bless us. But secondly, God blesses us to be a blessing to others. God's words to Abraham again. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 3. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Abraham couldn't have dreamt as to what that would mean in reality. But that blessing takes us all the way on to Jesus himself. When God blesses us with good things... They're not just for our own benefit. If we're blessed with good health, a degree of wealth, supportive friends and a loving family, we're not called to just sit back and revel in our own good fortune. We're called to look up and to look outwards. And so we need to ask ourselves, how can we love and serve and give and share what God has blessed us with, that we might be a blessing to others? It's a stewardship issue, it's a discipleship issue. It's reflected in our giving, the way we use our resources, our finances, the the way in which those gifts have, have helped us to reorder this church so that it's more of a blessing to the community, the way in which that supports the mission of our church and engaging with projects across the world, but also in the everyday. It's also about our time and our talents and the way we offer those things to God in his service, day by day and week by week. And that includes the sharing of the good news of Jesus, his blessing of forgiveness, of hope, and of new life. That's why Peter calls us to always be ready to give a reason for the hope that we have. We can do that in so many different ways, and that's what we're uh, thinking about, not just today, but uh, next week as well. There are things we can get involved in in the local community. Um, Some of the local churches, the Baptist Church and the Catholic Church have taken a lead with this, are now offering prayer on the streets on a Saturday morning. In fact, it took place yesterday uh, by Sainsbury's. And so if that's the sort of thing people would be interested in being involved in and supporting and being out with a small group of others on the streets, just offering prayer, just gently, for people who are passing by, then there's an opportunity there. Speak to me afterwards if you want to know more. But next Sunday, we're going to be doing things a bit differently here. And there's an opportunity for us to go out into the community to bless people. So Nigel's already mentioned that we're offering tea and coffee here at 10 o'clock, so uh, before our usual start time rather than after the service. Um, At the same time, at 10 o'clock, the young people and their leaders are going out to plant a 1,000 daffodil bulbs on uh, Westerly Road and uh, Ovendale Road. So if you'd like to join them, that's a possibility. Um, Ideally, speak to Diane Padden uh, during the course of this week. I think she's put a list at the back as well. She could sign up on if that's what you'd like to do. Um, Otherwise, there's just a variety of possibilities which are on the handout, which um, um, is at the end of your row at the moment. There's also, I think, a slide coming up on the screen. So uh, look under the end of your row, and there's a small, on the inside of a row. Pass those along. There's just a few suggestions that uh, a few of us have put together as to some of the things that you could do next Sunday morning. So basically, we're not having normal service. We'll be having tea and coffee at 10. Half 10, we'll have a brief time of worship, a couple of songs of worship, pray for one another, and then just encourage people to go out into the community and bless others. For those who are less mobile, there will still be some options here. Um, there'll be um, some prayer stations, there'll be an opportunity to write some uh, cards for others within the community, one or two other things as well. But for the, the rest of us, just encouraging you to think about how you might use that time next Sunday morning to be a blessing to others. Um, it's something we 're doing regularly on the when 's a fifth Sunday. We're doing something different, not having a normal service, so it's part of that um, fifth Sunday series. There may be something that's not on that sheet that you can think of, that you could do. There may be someone you've been meaning to pop in and say hello to or visit, you just haven't got round to it because of the sheer busyness of your diary. Why not look to do that next Sunday morning? Simple acts of kindness can be such a blessing and such an encouragement. Next Sunday may be, you know, it's, it's a bit sort of arranged and sorted for you, but hopefully it means that we're in that mindset day by day and week by week of seeking to bless others spontaneously. And we do so with that uh, verse that's written at the bottom of that little handout in mind. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give, give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So we're not going out so that people think well of us. We're doing things so that others might see something of God and be blessed through us by him. So let me pray. Father God, thank you for the incredible story of Abraham and the way in which you called him at a time of life when he was probably ready to put his feet up. And yet you blessed him You used him, you transformed him, and so many lives were changed for the good. Lord, we may not be Abraham's, but whoever we are, thank you that you want to bless us and you want us in turn to bless others. So help us, Lord God, as we reflect uh, out of this service and as we go into next week to find ways of being a blessing going in your strength, maybe stepping out of our comfort zones, knowing that you are with us and you are for us. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.